0: bless you guys. I'm Apostle Charles. I'm going to Harvest Light Church and Harvest Light Studios. We're going to get started on an actually evening program with uh, the man of God out of Houston, Texas, Apostle Oscar Walker. But I'll let you guys know who's trying to get into the actually program. We've been having a few calls about those who are not able to get into the show. We'll let you know if you want to go to Spreaker. It's not Speaker. It's Spreak. S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R dot com. And as you load that particular app in, you want to go to its search bar. Now, the title of the show tonight is It's All Going to Burn Up. Once again, as you load the Spreaker app, you want to type in your title, which is a search bar. It's called It's All Going to Burn Up. And that'll get you guys right into the show. My am going to let this man of God come on in and get started here. Such a powerful man of God, such a powerful ministry. And we don't want to delay the time, but we thank you guys for joining us and being a part of this show on tonight.
1: God, we bless you. Thank you for being our God and our Lord oh, and our Savior. Hallelujah. How awesome you are. Yes, Lord. Thank you. Oh, God, we worship you, and we thank you for being with us in our service. Oh, Holy Ghost, have your way on today. You, Be with us throughout our service. Yes, Lord. Eternal you. God, we bless you right now. You, and we give you all the praise, honor, and the glory in the name of Jesus. Amen, everybody. Amen. Amen. While well, y'all, let's come and let's give God a hand to in hands let's yeah, praise. I Amen. Amen. Why don't y'all turn with me, if you will, over to Second uh, Peter. I do have a word that God had given me. I came from this scripture in the past some years ago. But Second uh, Peter, the third chapter. Beginning in the ninth verse, Second Peter three and nine. We just want to look at uh, some thoughts here. We thank God for last week's Resurrection Sunday service and what a blessing it is to know that our Savior now is resurrected and even at the right hand of God. Yeah. You, and so as I was. And prayer about that, I said, Lord, you know now that you're up. You're even just seated at, seated at the right hand of the Father. You know what should be our attitude? How, how, and what should we as believers uh, concentrate on doing? Since you have already conquered death, you've already conquered the grave. On, for our, on our behalf and now you're resurrected so that's when I uh, had this scripture uh, embedded in my spirit Second Peter 3 and 9 if you're there say amen. Amen. amen the Bible says that the Lord is not slack concerning his promise as some men count slackness but is long-suffering to us with, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, the which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. And the earth also in the works that are therein shall be burned up. Seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved, what manner of persons ought ye be in all holy conversation and godliness? Looking for and hastening until the coming of the day of the Lord, wherein the heavens, being on fire, shall be dissolved, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for new heavens and a new earth, wherein dwelleth righteousness. Wherefore, beloved, seeing that ye look for such things, be diligent that ye may be found of him in peace, without spot and blemish. So today I want to take just a couple of minutes and talk about how should we live since it's all going to burn up? Amen. Amen. Let's see our confession. I confess I that I must, seen, I must not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal. But the things which are not seen or eternal. Or eternal. I, confess I, I confess that I must wear the garments of this world loosely and the things the world thrust on me,
2: the the thrust on me because, this world,
1: because this world, as you see it, as you see it is, on its way out. is on its way out. I confess that this world,
2: I that this world
1: is not my home. I'm just passing through. I'm just
0: passing through. Amen. you can- Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: Have a seat. Hey, man, I just want to spend a few minutes and have us reflect on how should we live in view of the fact that all of it is going to burn up one day. How, what should be our attitude about this world? As I was speaking on last week, I was saying that this world is not my home. I'm just passing through on my way to glory. I'm trying to live a life that uh, is pleasing to God. One that uh, God, when he sees me or when I see God, uh, I'll hear a well done come on somebody a well done thy good and thy faithful servant I'm just trying to live my life every day in such a way as God will be pleased with my behavior in view of the God that we serve our God that we serve uh, is a promise keeper somebody God keeps his promises. As we look at this scripture here, we see uh, in the New new Century Version, it says that the Lord is not slow in doing what he promised. There's another way of saying that God is not slack, the way some people understand slowness. It might not look like God is working, but he's doing something. This morning as I was listening to uh, Evangelist Doris preaching with great power this morning. And uh, I thought Mr. Gregg was going to have to run up on the stage and slow her down. She was in one, one end of the pulpit to the other end this morning. She was all over the place with, with great power and showing great strength in her delivery of the message and and we all know how she suffered, Amen. but she was patient, waited on God. Yeah, she stood, and she told us what she was going through, but she never gave up on her faith. Amen. I said to y'all today, don't, don't give up on your faith. Things haven't happened yet for you that you have been believing God for. You just hold on. Turn to somebody say, I'm a hold on. When we say God is not slack. God is not slow. How many of y'all know that God is an on-time God? Amen. I heard that somebody say one time that uh, he may not come when you want him, but he's always right on time. And so, you know, all of us in the building are waiting on God to move. And You know, there are times we have to ask God, God, what's what's going on with you? You know, when are you going to come through for me? I've been praying about this thing for a while, but I haven't seen no results from a prayer, but yet God has heard your prayer. He just has his time. How many of y'all know he has to work with you for a while? Talking about your faith. Turn to somebody and say he's talking about my faith. My faith is not perfected yet. Uh, we got to what? Test it some more. It hadn't truly been proved yet.
2: Amen, amen.
1: And somebody said, when the, when the heat is turned up on your faith, that's when we know that uh, God is working with you. Because he has to, what, test that faith by fire, right? Yeah. Look at this scripture here just for a moment. Uh, I want to just stay there for a moment where it says that, looking in this New Century version, it says that, that God is not <coughs> slow. And that he's, what, patient. He's a patient God. Sometimes it takes takes what he's really working on is your patience, right? Amen. Working on my patience. Amen? Amen? Sometimes my patience ain't all that good, is it? Amen. I need some help with it sometimes. But he says here in this New Century Version, he says, but he wants all people to change their hearts and their lives. We're talking about people getting saved, people having a genuine relationship with this awesome God that we serve. I say to y'all this morning that God is not slack. You don't have to worry about God keeping his promise. And those of us in here today, if we look at our lives, we say that God has kept all his promises. I would say that God is a divine promise keeper. We know that organization... uh, that was developed some years ago talking about promise keepers he's the number one promise keeper Abraham knew God to keep his promises Uh, Abraham over in uh, Romans 4 and 20 says that Abraham staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief I said to y'all this morning that y'all hold on to y'all's faith And and y'all know stagger means that I stumbled, right? Uh, I lost my hope for a minute. I said, don't lose your hope. Pray. Study the word of God. Let the word of God be in your hearts. He said that Abraham uh, staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong through faith. Giving glory to God. We know that his faith was tested when... God told Abraham, who had been well advanced in years, and told Sarah as well, been well advanced in years, that they would have a child. Uh-huh. And y'all know the story? Sarah laughed. And, uh, and, and God said, why is she laughing? And Sarah, you know, she lied about it, right? He said, I didn't laugh. He said, oh, oh, yeah, but you did. But you won't be laughing next year this time. Come on, everybody! God is a promise keeper, y'all. I know He'll keep His promise. He's kept His promises. I think about God. I was talking with my wife, Pastor Joyce, the other day, and talking about how good God is, how He's kept us all these years. You know, first He kept us. You know, number one thing is He kept us together. I mean, mean, y'all know that even that is a miracle of God, huh? Ain't too many people today can testify that they've been together for, for over half a century. And so I'm grateful to God because he is a promise keeper. Amen, y'all. Uh, you know, one of his promises is that, you know, you'll see your children's children. And I said, not only did we see our children's children, we've seen our children's children's children. I talked about my mother the other day. Y'all know I talk about my mother a lot. My mother saw so much in her day. And yet God truly, truly blessed her. Look at this, what it says. It's quickly over here in Romans. I don't want to be too much longer. He says what? Uh, and being fully persuaded. Turn to somebody and say, I need to be fully persuaded. Fully persuaded is, is that I'm totally convinced that what he promised he was what? Also able to perform. Yes, Y'all know about promises, right? You know, some people promise you some stuff, right? Amen. Yeah, yeah, somebody in here been uh, the recipient of somebody yeah, yeah. promises. well, I'll be by this afternoon. Amen. Yeah, 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 yeah. hey, you you could come on, find them, right? They ain't showed up yet, right? People promise, well, I'm going to do this and I'm going to yeah. do that. Y'all know how people break promises. That's right. That's right. People's words, that. uh I won't call no name but a certain person in the high office made a lot of promises. Amen. Coming up on 100 days and so far, ain't none of them come to pass. But not God. If God says he's going to do it, you can depend on God coming through, y'all. I know I have a witness in the house somewhere today. Somebody have seen God come through. Amen, amen. That's what gives me hope. That's what keeps me going. Abraham said not only did God promise, but God was able to perform that. Some people promise you some stuff. You know they can't perform it. They can't do it. But yet they make a promise anyway. But not God. God never promises anything that he's unable. Somebody said he's able. He's an able God. Amen. I'm glad about it. Hey, when things don't look good, God is still able to perform. Just like the three Hebrew boys said that God might not deliver us from this fiery, fiery furnace, but he could if he wanted to. And I say I'm thankful for that God that we serve. Amen. God is able to perform.
2: Turn to somebody and say he's able.
1: Amen
0: Play for free at luckylandslots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: And therefore, it was imputed into him for righteousness. That's believe in God. I believe God. I believe God. And God, because I believe Him, gave me something I can't give myself. That's righteousness. My righteousness is not my righteousness. It's his righteousness. In me, the Bible said there is no good thing. But if there is, now there is because of him giving it to me. Yeah, he did. He took what? Took my sin and gave me his righteousness. Yes, he is. He is a what? He is a promise keeper. And not only that, he's a God of covenants. God keeps a covenant. Covenant is a contract with God in the middle of it. God kept his contract uh, to the children of Israel. The Bible said he remembered his covenant forever and the word which he commanded to a thousand generations. I don't know about y'all, I'm glad about it. I'm glad that God has kept that promise and kept his covenant with me and with you today. That's how we know that we'll inherit eternal life because of the covenant that he made. I might not keep it. Y'all know we break covenants all the time, don't we? Amen. I try to do good. Even the apostle Paul said, you know, I try to do good, but the good that I do is just evil and wickedness, but God still holds his on to his agreement that he's going to save me and that one day I'm going to see him. Now this scripture here, God is making a promise. He's saying uh, to, to, to Peter and the people in his day because they were nervous about, it didn't seem like Jesus was going to show up but all the persecution that they were going through. Somebody know what I'm talking about. Lord, where are you? How long, Lord? When are you gonna show up? They were nervous about the whole thing. And Peter had to tell them don't get nervous about it. God is gonna show up. Uh, he's able and He's willing and ready to save us. He's a patient God. And God is what? Patiently waiting. Turn to somebody said, God is patiently waiting. He's patiently waiting for the lost to surrender. There's still some people out here that the reason why Jesus ain't came back yet is that there's still a few people out here that have not surrendered. See, there's some people out here that He still wants to save. Amen. Some some of us have some in our family, don't we? Amen. Some that ain't gave their lives to Christ. Some that are living wayward lives. He's not in a hurry to come back and to take all the ones that are, quote, saved and leave the others behind who have not given their lives to Jesus yet. That's what Peter is talking about here. He said, uh, y'all remember Jonah. Uh, uh, God told Jonah, say, I want you to go up there and preach at Nineveh. Mm -hmm. There are 185,000 people up there that don't know who I am. Uh We know the story. Uh, Jonah decided he didn't want to go up there because he didn't like those people. Yeah, right. They were the enemies of Israel, and so he hopped on the boat. Y'all know the story. and Went in the other direction,
2: Amen.
1: and then, of course, God had to persuade him and and put him in on a three-day trip by whale, and shipped him up and spit him out on the water, on the on the beach. And, and and I think if I were Jonah, Jonah would say, "Yeah, I preach, Lord. I preach."
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: Amen. John said, yeah, Lord, i preached preach after coming up out of Seaweed University. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Jonah knew that if he went up and preached because he knew who God was. He knew that God wants to save everybody. I was listening uh, to Evangelist uh, Doris and I about God is the God of a second chance. I changed it just a little bit. I said, he's the God of the second chance. Everybody gets a second chance with God. Amen. Amen. I don't know about y'all. I'm so glad about it. Boy, I messed up yesterday. I said some things I shouldn't have said. I thought some things I shouldn't have thought yesterday. It help and help me. I did a few things I shouldn't have done yesterday. But today, glory, hallelujah, I woke up. I got some brand new mercies ahead of me. What a God he is, ain't he? Today I woke up in the freshness of his new mercy. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Lord, you know I'm sorry I messed it up yesterday, but today, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Yesterday wasn't a good day for me. I tossed and turned all night long, struggling with that thing. But he said, what, weeping? What? May endure for a night, but what? Joy. Hallelujah, everybody. Amen, amen, amen. I think talking to Digging Randy, he was suffering, struggling with that pain in his jaw today. He was jumping, hallelujah, full of the Holy Ghost today. Amen. And it wasn't thinking about no pain. What pain? What pain? God delivered him, healed him. Somebody, I thank you, Jesus. Amen. Jonah found out. He said that they're talking about this God. He said. He said. He said, Lord, I knew, I knew, I, he said, I was upset, Lord. <laughs> the Bible said he was angry. Yeah. He said, and so he prayed to the Lord. He said, I know, Lord, I know. He said, when I was back home, I knew that you were going to save him. Because that's God, right?
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. He said, there, that's why I ran, Lord.
2: Uh-huh.
1: That's why I went in the other direction. For I knew that there ought a, a gracious God. Yeah. I knew that Thou art merciful and slow to anger, and of great kindness, and and repentance. Is there a God who loves too much, Amen, and forgives too quickly, Amen, and don't get don't get mad like we do. He's that kind of God. He's not only is He that kind of God. Uh, the Bible says that the Lord is merciful and gracious and slow to anger plenteous in mercy he will not always chide, neither will he keep his anger forever and say so he had not what dealt with us after our sins nor rewarded us according to our negros I didn't get what I deserved right for as high as the heaven is ab- above the earth so great is his mercy towards them That fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far had he removed our transgressions from us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. That's a great psalm. Y'all get a chance, y'all need to go back and meditate on it. Say he's what as far as from the east hallelujah. Is from the west. Boy, that's that's a great distance, isn't it? so far had he removed
2: yeah
1: said to somebody he removed oh. see see where we are today is is our sins are not covered they are removed yeah. 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 yeah 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 see it's as if I never did that thing that didn't please God when I came back and I confessed my sin the Bible said if I would but confess own up to it. Amen. I don't have to come before the church and tell everybody all the sordid details either, right? You know, I don't have to come confess, you know. I was a, no. Yes, sir. I can, Lord, you know what, I was just wrong.
2: Amen.
1: He's that kind of God. I got that kind of relationship with him. He knows about who you are and who I am. He knows that.
2: Amen.
1: And so what we're seeing here in this 10th verse, it says, but the day of the Lord. There's a day coming, church. Don't get discouraged if it looks like the wicked are prospering. Amen? Amen. Don't get nervous. The day is coming. Yes. Revelation 6 and 15. This is a good one. Uh, I was praying about this scripture, or this, this message. We know that uh, we sing that song all the time. Uh, how God is getting us ready for that great day. How, what sinners are going to be running on that great day how who shall be able to sting so somebody doing you wrong you see some wickedness in the world don't fret about it we know we witness it today so much witness wickedness so much evil in the world today don't get nervous I say to y'all today don't hold on too tightly to this old world saints because it's all going to burn up one day You won't have to worry about this stuff. There won't be no stuff. It's all going to disappear. I want you all to mark this in your scripture. Revelation 6 and 15 says that, and the kings of the earth, and the great men and the rich men, we see a lot of them today, don't we?
2: Yeah.
1: All the millionaires and the billionaires in the earth today seem like they just prosper. There's some arrogant people. And the mighty men and every bondman and every free man hid himself in the dens and in the rocks of the mountains and said to the mountains and the rocks fall on us and hide us from the face of him that sitteth on the throne talking about Jesus yeah. and from the wrath of the Lamb for the great day of his wrath has come who shall be able to stand you and I, brothers and sisters, saints of God, don't have to worry about that. We don't have to worry about asking no rocks to fall on us. We don't have to run a worry about being running to and fro. We'll be with Jesus at the rapture. Amen.
2: Amen. Thank
1: you, Lord. Thank you. Amen. And Second uh, Peter three and eleven says that uh, seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved, talking about this world. What manner of persons ought you to be in all holy conversation and godliness looking for and hastening unto the coming of the day of the Lord wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. You know, you know I pray that uh, the little crazy man over there in North Korea you know, nobody know what he'll do. Amen. He's sitting over there. It's kind of like somebody with a loaded gun. That's crazy. We don't know what he's going to do, but I pray that he gets himself together. But even if he doesn't, you and I will still be preserved. You and I won't have to worry about that. You know, I pray that him and President Trump will come to some kind of turn, but they both seem to be a little bit erratic. Amen. But it's one thing I know, and that is that God is not erratic. Amen. I, you know, I know, I know one thing. I hear, I hear him saying this, this administration that he prides himself on his being unpredictable. I'm glad that God is predictable. I'm glad that we know that God is running stuff, and you and I don't need to be nervous about it. You and I need to what live as citizens of heaven.
2: Yeah.
1: You know. How we live and, 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 and our works and, and our character depends on who Jesus is. Amen. Talking about we need to what? Watch how we walk, yes, yes. which is my conduct. Turn to somebody and say, I need to watch how I walk. Amen. Don't worry about how somebody else is walking. Amen. You be concerned about your own walk. Yes, Don't worry about what somebody else is doing and, or not doing. You just do what God gave you to do and you present your body turn to somebody and say I need to present my body as a living sacrifice amen that's in Romans what uh, 12 right Paul said I beseech you therefore brethren by the mercies of God that you present your bodies as a what living sacrifice holy acceptable unto God which is what your reasonable service. I want to present my body, right? I know people say, I'm a prayer pray about it. No, God needs you to present your body. I need uh, my walk ought to reflect what the Word of God is. Yes, is it easy? No. That means that we have our days, but yet we're still able uh, through uh, the power of the Holy Spirit to live a life that's pleasing to God. And look at that second verse, says what? And be not, what? Conformed Amen. To this world, let I me mean, know, go along to get along. But be ye what? Transformed by the renewing of your mind that ye may do what? Prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. That I'm walking to the best of my ability and God's perfect will. Coming back again to what Evangelist Doris was preaching about this morning, talking about how, you know, she see favor everywhere she go. God's people ought to see favor because of who we of who we belong to. Right? You and I belong to what? The most high God. We are what? Children of the Most High God. We ought to experience favor in our lives. Amen. I need to do what also uh, Deacon Randy works out there for Continental Airlines and they have some what such a thing is called excess baggage. That's what I'm, I got too much stuff to take with me on the airplane, so they charge you for it. And that excess baggage gets to be expensive, don't it? Just like the excess baggage that we carry around if we're not careful. When I say excess baggage, there's such a thing as spiritual excess baggage. Spiritual excess baggage, I'm carrying some, some, what, some sinful ways about me. Amen. I got what an unforgiving spirit that needs to be worked on. Amen. All my tongue ain't working right and seem like I ain't yeah. telling the truth about things, right? Or I'm saying ugly things about people. That's excess baggage. Amen. But look what, uh, what uh, uh, Hebrews says wherefore, sin about that we are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us what? Lay aside every way. You know, sometimes laying aside every weight isn't necessarily the sin in my life or my wrongdoing. Sometimes I'm carrying some relationships that I need to get rid of. How many of y'all know that every relationship is beneficial to you? Sometimes you have to let people go.
2: Right, Amen. Right. Some
1: people, you know, sharing their lifestyle and and, and and you trying to serve God, right. Don't mix. Don't mix. Amen, you need to what give it up right? Amen. come on y'all how many of y'all know you have the power to give stuff up
2: yeah, that's right. yeah you can Amen.
1: I gave up a whole lots of things when when I decided I was going to follow the Lord you know I just, you know I'm not trying to make any of this a sin, but I gave it up, I gave up alcohol, yeah. I gave up smoking, I gave up the clubs. What's up? Amen, the bars, you know. I thank, you, you know, I thank God think people like to go out and party. I mean, it's okay. I mean, I ain't trying to knock you. Just be careful. <laughs> Don't get yourself in no trouble. Because, you know, these folks, they be shooting up in clubs. They be always shot in clubs. So, I mean, <laughs> that ain't nothing new. You know, catch one of them straight bullets out there. Just be careful. But he said, what? Uh, lay aside and let us, what, run with patience. Telling you somebody, I need some patience. The race that is set before us, looking where? Under Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, for who, for what? The joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of God. So I said to y'all, today, watch how you walk, your conduct. And then, lastly, I want to say, watch and pray. Watch and pray, right? Pray about some things, so you don't become a prey. Watch and pray, so you don't become prey. You know, prey is right. Prey is what something that a devourer, lion, devours, walking about the Bible said. The Bible said that the enemy what walks around like a roaring what lion. Seeking who he may devour. That would be a prey. He said, Nevertheless, we according to his promise. The Bible says that all the promises of God are yea in Jesus Christ. So every promise that he's made to you, he's going to keep. Amen. Amen. So I said to y'all today, what? Stay alert. Turn to somebody and say, I need to stay stay alert. Amen. I need to stay alert. And I need to be in prayer so that I don't fall into temptation. That's what Jesus said to his disciples, Peter, James, and John. He told them, he said what? Uh, He cometh to his disciples and findeth them asleep and said unto them, what? Could you not watch with me one hour? How y'all know? Y'all know that it's not just praying. I have to watch. Y'all know the scripture, the Bible study we teach in uh, "Too Busy Not to Pray. It said pray and then watch to
0: see what God... Lucky Land Casino. Asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: Does next? When you pray, don't just pray and leave it. Watch. Pay attention. Jesus said, "What? Watch and pray that you enter not into temptation. Into temptation. But I think now in our day we need to be watching anyway because we don't know when the Lord is coming back." He could come back any day. And in Matthew, it talks about that process. In Matthew 24 and 40 and 42, he says, That then shall two be in the field, and one shall be taken and the other left. Two women shall be grinding at the mill, and the one shall be taken and the other left. Now, Jesus said, What? Watch therefore. For you know not what hour your Lord doth come. So we need to watch. We need to watch also in how we want to be found. I don't know about y'all, I want to be found doing good works. I want to be found diligent. Even now, uh, I want to be found doing his work. I want to be found thinking right when he comes. Diligent in Hebrews says that for the Lord is not unrighteous to forget your work and your labor of love which you have showed in his name and that ye have ministered to the saints and do minister. Don't don't quit doing good things for people. Amen. Keep, yeah somebody's going to do you wrong. Somebody's going to say something about you that's not right. Keep doing it because the Bible says that what God is watching, and then He says that, and we desire that every one of you do show the same diligence, and the and the full assurance of hope until the end. That means I'ma keep on as long as I have breath in my body doing what God have put in front of me. He said, but uh, be not slothful or lazy, but followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promises. So we need what? In order to inherit the promise, it takes what? Faith. Turn to somebody said say, it takes faith.
2: faith. And
1: it takes patience faith. for me to inherit God's promises. And I know it's hard sometimes, but I said y'all don't get weary in well-doing. And then lastly last today, we talked about what, uh, how I want to be found I want to be found ready. I think last week I was saying, you can't get ready, you have to stay ready. Amen. Amen. That means that I need to what be working on myself every day, every person that God puts in my path, every opportunity that I have to make certain that if Jesus should come down even now as I'm in the midst of this, or even when I'm out working on my car I'm expecting that at any second he could come. This last scripture is one. I want to leave y'all with us in Mark the 13th chapter in the 31st verse. And it says that it says that, watch ye therefore for ye know not when the master of the house cometh whether it's coming at the evening or at midnight or at the cock crew and in the morning ye aren't in the dark about these things what Jesus knows because it gets preached up here so we'll know you and I are living in such a way as that we know ultimately it's going to burn up but right now we're going to be good stewards over what we have given us but when it comes we're ready to give it up amen I got, I got a few old cars out there that I use. Amen. Amen. But when Christ comes, I'm going to give up. Amen. Amen. I ain't worried about it, right? A little stuff I got, you know, a few little flat screen TVs and all that. <laughs> I know, but y'all, I'm glad I ain't got too much. Amen. 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 I thank God that I got enough to live comfortable, but I'm glad that I ain't got too much and I'm looking back at the stuff that I got. I know that there's something in store for me that's millions of times better than the few things that I got down here on earth. Amen, amen. I ain't going to get too tired to this stuff down
2: here.
1: Amen. I'm glad that, you know, I know it's good that the stock market that made its way to $20,000, i am not worried about it. Amen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. if I had any money in the stock market. <laughs> the stock market can go up, it can come down. As far as I'm concerned, I'm still good. So then today, again, I just wanted to, I pray that y'all got a blessing out of this message. I was thinking about, you know, what do we need to talk about now that Christ is resurrected? Now that he's up and he's alive and well, as Lee Williams said, what ought to be my attitude? My attitude ought to be that I'm going to try to live my life until I see him one day. Amen. Amen. Anyway, come on, y'all. Let's give God a hand clap of praise. Amen. Amen. We've got to an before a moment. Amen. We want to give God all the glory. Perhaps there's somebody here today or something was said on, on this morning that was well, a blessing to Opportunity, and we thank God for all of you all this morning. We want to continue to uh, lift up Evangelist Doris this morning, and uh, we know that God is going to bring her back to full recovery. But we thank God for this Sunday being Palm Sunday. I had begun to teach on it a little bit on this past Wednesday talking about our Lord and Savior's triumphant ride up to Jerusalem, uh, which is why we celebrate this day. We call it Palm Sunday. And uh, I'm going to speak for a little bit this morning. If y'all would turn with me over to um, the book of Luke, beginning in the, there's a couple of verses, Luke 20 and 21. Say amen when you get there. Luke 20 and 21. Amen. 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 The scripture reads, And when he was demanded of the Pharisees, when the kingdom should come, he answered them, saying, The kingdom of God cometh not by observation. Neither shall they say, Lo, here or lo, there. For behold, the kingdom of God is within you. Today I want to speak from the thought that God needs kingdom thinkers, kingdom speakers, and kingdom doers. Amen. Amen. Let's say our confession. I confess that not everyone that says unto Jesus, Lord, 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 Lord shall enter, shall enter into, the into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will
2: doeth of God the, Father,
1: God the Father which is in heaven. Is in heaven. I, confess I confess that except I be born again,
2: I, be born again. I, cannot see
1: I cannot see the kingdom of God. I confess that I must be a doer of the word and not just a hearer only.
2: A hearer
1: only. I confess that faith
2: without works, works, is, works
1: is, dead. is dead. Amen. Y'all can have a seat. Amen. I just want to spend a little bit of time this morning speaking from that thought uh, how God needs or God is making. Kingdom thinkers, kingdom speakers, and kingdom doers. We need people with a different mindset. People who are willing to, uh, when I was in corporate America, they used to say, think outside the box. People who are willing to walk according to the word, the will, and the way of God. And not according to the way of the world. That's what God is calling us to do, and I think that, out of all that uh, we read, the discourse scripture, of course, in uh, the book of Luke in the 19th chapter, speaks about how Christ rode into uh, Jerusalem. As I was saying on Sunday, he he rode up to Jerusalem, which Jerusalem represents. Uh, the kingdom of God or heaven Jericho on the other hand is down in the valley so when you ride or you descend down to Jericho you descended into the world well, we would need some people who think differently than the world, they're thinking in the precepts that Jesus taught and I'm just going to spend a few minutes this morning talking about that way of thinking God's people Ought to think differently than the world, amen? Amen, amen. We ought not think and have an attitude like the world has. Right. The Bible says that we are what the salt and the light of the earth. Amen. We're supposed to be different, we ought to have a different point of view.
2: Amen.
1: And I know we do at Disciples Tabernacle Church. I know we do. We know God's Word, we try to live. God's word to the best ability, not really worried about what the world thinks. Yeah. You know, uh, it's in my experience. I've watched. Uh, you know, you you try to satisfy people. Uh, you try to appease people by walking in their way, and uh, they're not going to appreciate it. In fact, all they're going to do Is just talk about you You may as well just go ahead and walk According to the way of God Because amen, if you walk the way they walk They'll talk about you Amen, you walk the way God walks They're going to talk about you You know, I remember what Joshua said Joshua said, as for me and my house You know, I'm not worried about what they think about. I I thank God I didn't live long enough. I don't have to be concerned about what folks think. Uh, The people I have, the friends I have, are the ones I have. Those that are not not going to be my friends, I'm not going to worry about them. So I said to y'all this morning, uh, be a kingdom thinker, and we're going to talk a little bit about what kingdom thinking is all about, and and speak kingdom precepts. There's a few thoughts here. Uh, Palm Sunday ursures in Passion Week yeah. which is what we'll be entering into this next week. This week was to be the final week of Jesus' ministry before his crucifixion. And we find that mentioned in the Gospel of John and the 11th chapter where Jesus had just raised his, his friend Lazarus from the dead. We talked about that this past week. And in the Gospel of Matthew, uh, we find that Mary um, the sister of Martha and Lazarus anointed the head of Jesus for his burial, and the people met Jesus at the foot of the Mount of Olives, and the people were looking for a political king, yeah, they were. which is, you know, I just said that's kind of what we got now, right? Political king, someone to liberate them from the Roman Empire many in the crowds followed Jesus because they witnessed Jesus raising Lazarus from the dead and all the other miracles people follow miracles people but miracles they don't keep you you know people who follow miracles and they follow the latest and the last you know popular evangelical or evangelist or prophet or whatever you know it's not going to keep you. What's going to keep you is your trust and faith in God. Amen. You're going to have to keep on keeping on.
2: Amen.
1: The Bible so. says you've got to believe and keep on believing.
2: To you have
1: to serve and keep serving. You serve when, right? serve when it feels good and you serve when it don't feel good. Amen. Amen. It's not about how you feel because the enemy, we know, is a master it's of our feelings. We do want to look at a couple of things here. One verse we want to look at for a moment. Uh, is in Zechariah 9 and 9 and it says rejoice greatly O daughter of Zion shout O daughter of Jerusalem behold thy king coming unto thee he is just having salvation lowly and riding upon an ass and upon a colt Full of an A. We know that, I uh, was saying that on Wednesday, how, you know, uh, Jesus rode in on a donkey. He was able. He could have, if had he wanted to, rode in on a white stag. He could have rode in on the best horse that God created if he chose to. But yet, look at Jesus. He said, I am what? Lowly, and meek. Amen. I'm lowly and I'm meek. He didn't go to the elite of his day. He didn't go to the kings and the Pharisees and all the other people that he could have went to. Instead, he came to the poor people. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, y'all. As I was saying on Wednesday, you know, when prominent preacher tried to make him riding in on a donkey as some kind of prosperity message. You know, say, well, he rode in on a new donkey. You know. <laughs> you know, they ride around in all these big cars and Bentley's and Rolls Royce's. Yeah, yeah, Jesus was rich. But that's not what the Bible said. The Bible says that he, that, that the foxes have holes and the birds of the air have nests but the Son of Man had not a place to lay his head. That was our Savior that came. I don't know about y'all. I'm glad about it. I'm glad that he, he, the Bible says that he humbled himself. Amen. Found in the fashion of a man and permitted himself to be crucified for your and my sake. He didn't come bragging about all his billions of dollars and all of his possessions. And he went to the poor people. That's what we see here on Palm Sunday. We find Jesus riding in up to Jerusalem on a donkey. uh, 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 Humble. And the people were praising him. I think some point in that scripture it says that the Pharisees tried to to get him to shut his disciples up. And Jesus said said if they don't praise me even these very rocks will cry out. What a savior we serve. Isn't he somebody? I know he's somebody. What a mighty God he is. is he able, somebody say he's able to do anything except
2: fail.
1: I said to y'all this morning y'all be encouraged because God is mighty. Amen. I want to take a minute to give my testimony about how God had done a great work in and for me and uh, how this week as I went to my doctor's appointment and had my exam and you know how it is you're waiting on those uh, you know your lab tests to come back
0: it is Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win?
1: Got my blood pressure, it, it, was, it was good, thank God. It came through useless up around 160 when I hit the doctor's office. But this time it was at 138 over 70. And uh, hallelujah, y'all. You now come on everybody. I'm coming up on three quarters of a century here in another few months now. Then, uh, so I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting for the, for the real stuff, the blood test, right? And lo and behold, they came back. Y'all know I've been asking y'all to pray with me for my kidneys. They starting to go down. The numbers went down on me. And everywhere I read and all the research I've done said that kidneys don't get better. They get worse, right? I had somebody tell me that about diabetes. He said diabetes don't get better. And I had a man tell me that many years ago. Say your diabetes don't get better. It gets worse. But I came out here to tell y'all that God did something. My, uh, my, my kidney function gained 11 points to the good. Amen, everybody. And my, and my blood sugar was down way down around 6 my A1C. So I said, oh God, look out, God. He's somebody,
2: ain't
1: he? I don't know about y'all. I'm glad he came, aren't y'all? I'm glad he came. I'm glad he, I'm glad he wrote in. I'm glad the Bible says that he is no respecter of a person. Your money, some things, some things, all your billions of dollars came by. And that's an awesome relationship with God the Father. I have listened to Mother Francis. She came in this morning looking well and speaking with great faith on today what a celebration it was back then, wasn't it? It's a mighty celebration. Thank God for our Savior. So he came in and said, look, our, thy king coming under thee. He is just having salvation lowly, and riding upon an ass, and upon a colt and the and foal of an ass. And uh, he is what? He is God. He's, he, he is the Messiah. Peter declared over in Matthew uh, when, when Jesus asked him, he said, Who do men say that I am? And then some said, Thou art Isaiah and the prophet or uh, Jeremiah. Jesus made it personal. He said, Who do you say I am? And 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 of course everybody stumbled on that one, except Peter. Peter said, Thou art the Christ. And hallelujah, y'all. The Son of the Living God. What a mighty God he is. We thank God this morning. I'm thankful as we're getting ready to uh, go into this year of Easter. What a celebration it is, isn't it? The scripture said, Talked about praising God. It said that when he was come nigh, even to the descent of the Mount of Olives, And the whole multitude of the disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice for all the mighty works that they had said. Said, blessed be the king that cometh in the name of the Lord. He is king. I heard somebody say one time, he's what, king of kings? and Lord of Lords. He's a king. He came to set up God's eternal kingdom. The Bible says that his kingdom will have no end. His end will be from now on. And I'm thankful for that. As I was saying over in John 3 and 3, we know that scripture. Turn over there with me for a few moments. Talking about uh, John, the Gospel of John, in the third chapter, we know that was a man. The Bible says of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews.
2: Yeah.
1: It said the same came to Jesus uh, by night, uh-huh. and he began to try to flatter Jesus. Came at night, Amen. That's where a lot of people are their relationship with Christ. They want to come by night.
2: Yeah.
1: We got we got a lot of what we call what secret agents believe. We Talk about them on, on, on this past week, you know. Some of them are deacons and ministers in the church, but they're, on, they're working in these corporate buildings, corporate jobs, and when it comes time to pray over their food, Seven a little quick prayer, there, so I hope nobody's watching them. You know. That was Nicodemus, amen? He didn't want to be known as somebody who would go see Jesus, but he knew there was something about him, right? Oh he said, "What? Uh, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher, come from God, for no man can do these miracles that thou doest, except God be with him." And that's when Jesus said and replied unto him and said, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, He cannot see the kingdom of God. And that is, you can't understand it. It's something supernatural about the kingdom of God that people who know Jesus are able to see it. You and I in the building this morning, we love God. When we see and we experience spiritual things... Uh, to others it's a mystery but to you and I our understanding is opened up you can talk to people about who God is and you can try to explain to them his will, his way, and his word and they just can't get it but we can because our understanding has been opened up by the power of the Holy Spirit thank you Jesus, amen come on now talking about Uh, being able to see the kingdom of God. I ain't talking about physical sight. I'm talking about spiritual eye. I'm able to see what he means in his word, in the Bible. Y'all know that you cannot truly understand the Bible without prayer. You need to be able to hear and to understand. The Bible says, see, there'll be seeing and not see, hearing and not hear. But you and I, the Bible says, is given unto us to understand his awesome precepts of this mighty God and the secrets that he is revealing to you and I. Romans 14 and 17 talk about the kingdom. Uh, Talk about kingdom thinking this morning. Turn to somebody and say, talk about kingdom thinking. Amen. Kingdom thinking. Talking about the kingdom of God is not a matter of getting. Amen. So the food and the drink one likes. Instead, it is righteousness. That state which makes a person acceptable to God. And, uh, at, and heart and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. I like the, the evangelist Doris Albert so said there, it's a peace that passes understanding. And you can only get that when you trust in him. I don't know about y'all. I trust him. Amen. I've been talking about Job over these last weeks, you know. You know, things ain't always wonderful. But still, I trust him. Amen, y'all. It ain't all that we want it to be, but yet I put my trust in him. Hallelujah, everybody. Thank God that he ain't never failed me yet. Well, do I understand all that God is doing? Of course not. Because the Bible says, His ways are not my ways, His thoughts are not my thoughts, as high as the heavens are above. So His ways and thoughts are higher than my ways and my thoughts. But anyway, talk about this kingdom. He said that, uh, I see in the Bible we see that Satan has set up his kingdom on earth. I mean, he's still got it. He's still running to y'all. He's still, his kingdom is still, he still, Satan's still got his kingdom, everybody. Don't get confused and thinking that because you gave your life to Jesus, that his kingdom have been destroyed. It will be, but it's not destroyed yet. Amen? So Satan, what, came to set up his kingdom. And so then God sent what? Jesus to set up his kingdom in the earth. Satan's kingdom is a physical kingdom. Things you can see, things you can touch, primarily physical, material stuff, right? People brag about their billions, their millions of dollars. That's Satan's kingdom. The last time I checked, all oh, that's going to burn up one day. But not God's kingdom. Here we see what over in Luke, it says that, And the devil taking him, that's Jesus, up to a high mountain, showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And the devil said unto him, All this power will I give to thee, and the glory of them, for it is delivered unto me, and to whomsoever I will, I give it. And Satan has that authority, y'all know, because what? Adam gave him the kingdom. Amen. Amen. Adam delivered the kingdom to Satan Amen. in the garden. Yeah. I know people like to blame it on Eve, but it was really Adam it's that gave it to him. You can't give away something that don't belong to you. Oh, yeah. The kingdom at that time belonged to Adam because God gave Adam the commandment. God gave Adam the garden. God said, you take you name, you do, Amen. Amen. in the garden. He said, then I'll give you a, a help me.
2: Amen.
1: He is, listen to me, I know y'all know, he's a murderer, he's a liar, and he is a thief. And Jesus was talking to those Pharisees, he said, your, your father the devil, and the lust of your father ye, you will do. See, he was a murderer from the beginning, and abode not in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar, and the father of it. So we just thank God for our Savior, because the Bible says also in John, a few more chapters down the road, it says that the thief cometh not, but for to what? Still, kill and destroy. But I am come that they might have what? Life. And that they might have it, what? More abundantly. More abundantly. Jesus came. We're not worried about the devil. For a season, he's loose. For a season, he'll create some grief in your life. But then one day, when we see our Savior, you and I will have great eternal joy. I heard somebody say one time, unspeakable joy.
2: Unspeakable joy.
1: What a, what a Savior we serve, church. I don't know about y'all, I'm excited about him today. He came to what? Tear down Satan's kingdom. I'm not saying, Satan, we're going to tear your kingdom down. Satan, we're going to tear, tear your kingdom down. Amen, hallelujah, everybody. He's going to get his kingdom turned down. So I just want to say to y'all this morning, I hope y'all get the blessing. Talking about Jesus came. And he did. And he tore his kingdom down. Satan's kingdom is just a shell right now. He's operating. So God sent what? Jesus to usher in kingdom thinking. There's a few quick words about kingdom thinking before I our, our close. Turn with me over to Matthew, the fifth chapter Just for a few minutes to kind of help us to get an idea of what kingdom thinking is. And that uh, y'all know the Beatitudes. That's kingdom thinking. That's what Jesus was teaching all those who came. He said, what blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Poor in spirit, humble people. People who've been through something. Amen. But they still hold on to God's unchanging hand. And blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Somebody in the building here mourned. Somebody in the building here have been uh, hurt, saddened. Amen. Seeing people who seem like they got it all together get away with everything while you faithfully serve God and struggle. And yet the ones, the wicked of the earth, seem like everything got everything going. That's people who mourn. Blessed are people who mourn. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Meek people, humble people. Meek. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. That's people who just can't get enough of the word of God. Can't get enough of coming to church. Can't get enough of trying to find Jesus. I don't know about y'all. I'm just trying to find out more about it. Blessed are are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. And this is one my mother taught me. There's a little boy. I used to, I memorized, I remember it. My mother always used to make us say a scripture. She'd always say, Blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God. I'm talking about kingdom thinking people, everybody.
2: Amen.
1: Amen. Amen. So, talk about kingdom thinking. And then quickly, I want to move on here. Talk about believers of what blessed. And the 13th verse of Matthew says that believers of what salt and light. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Uh Amen. Amen. And then we thank God for our Savior, Jesus, who came. That's what this is all about, everybody.
2: Amen. Yes, amen.
1: Thank you, Lord Jesus. And then lastly, as I get ready to close, we see that in Isaiah 43 and 19, it said that God, need, God did a new thing. Amen. Yep. The Bible says that uh, he formed an entirely new thing composed of both Jew and Gentile to be called the church. Mm-hmm. It is a called out body, Ecclesia. Mm-hmm. Called out. So the church is not the kingdom. Amen. Mm-hmm. This is the, We are simply to implement the kingdom, the kingdom thing. Yeah. And I thank God for, our, for God the Father. The Bible says that when the people rejected the king, we know that the same people who were at the at the foot of the Mount of Olives who were praising him and 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 blessing his name, saying Hosanna to the King, were the same people who uh, were were saying, crucify him. That's coming up on this Friday. So when the people rejected the king, God did not reject his plan. How good God is. God didn't reject. So we have, you and I church this morning, we're called out before the foundation of the world. Ephesians 1 and 3 says that blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ, according as he had chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. And then lastly this morning, as I close out, I want to say that what Paul said, Paul said... For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God under salvation. Everybody. To everyone that believe it. Amen. To the Jew first and then to the Jew. Amen. Hallelujah. I pray that y'all something was said this morning. Amen. That will be a blessing to y'all. And I'll um, um, no, hold on one second here while I try to see if I can.